Oh, hi. Welcome back to our spinoff showcase. Live from New York, it's Saturday night! Hello and welcome to the Anal Retentive Show. Super Colin Blow? There's going to be a whole bunch of things we don't tell, Mrs. Clinton. You're the one who had the drinking problem. <laughs> Crack, ice, boom, pow. Hey, let's blame it on the celibates. You don't scare me. I got chunks of guys like you in my stool. Hi, I'm Troy McClure. The name's Lanley. Lyle Lanley. Lionel Hutt's attorney at law. Ooh, la, la. That's why you're the judge and I'm the law-talking guy. Show us what you got, TV. Hello, and welcome to Carnival Personnel's Sideshow. I'm Jacques. I'm Troy McClure. You may know me from such movies as Here Comes the Metric System and Gladys the Groovy Mule. Uh, and today, Joe and I uh, are going to be paying tribute to one of our probably top five uh, SNL alum, uh, Phil Hartman. Um, I, I you, you start off with a Simpson thing, but but you know, eight years on SNL, I think that's probably what he's best known for. But I think now, now that you got Troy McClure stuck in my head <laughs> and Lionel Hutz, um, Lionel Hutz, attorney at law. I'm doing such do, do, bad do, do the unbreakable. Oh. <laughs> uh, Your Honor, my client has signed a contract that has been deemed unbreakable. Unbreakable. Excuse me for a moment. <laughs> Ten minutes later, Mr. Hutz? <laughs> Climbed out the bathroom window. <laughs> um, and do the, do, do the other, uh, my favorite line that I say almost every day. Care to join me in a swig of scotch? It's 10. 30 in the morning. Yeah, but I haven't slept in days. <laughs> Last chance. <laughs> oh, yeah. Eases the pain. That's a different thing. <laughs> oh, that, we we add so, that for flavor. Um, anyway, so we're not going to dwell on the... Uh, we're going to look at the glass half full, not the glass murder-suicide. Um, yeah. You know, because it, it, we, we, saw, we saw it on Twitter just recently that it's been 20 years for 20 years and five months, apparently. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, so it's been over 20 years since we lost Phil Hartman. Just reading up on this, prepping for this, uh, 49 years old when yeah. he met his demise. Yeah. I am 49 years old. I will now sleep with one eye taped open, <laughs> which I think has been suggested by more than one person on more than one occasion. Mm -hmm. Um so let's just talk about like uh, our, our favorite. Let's. Do you want to start with SNL? Or do you want to? Well, you want let's to start at the beginning. Let's start at the beginning. A very good place to start. So Phil Hardman, um, he was born in Brantford, Ontario. I did not know that he was Canadian. Uh, one other person. We 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 still have our friend Renette, who was on the podcast this past week. Just real quickly, you know anybody else from Brantford, Ontario? Wayne Gretzky. Hey oh. Yeah. How about great, that? Two great ones in one town. Seriously. I mean, great ones in one town. Yes. And from one smaller Canadian town. Yeah. So he, But he grew up in California. He's a California boy. Right. He was one of eight kids. Mormons? No. Catholics? I believe so. J just glutton for punishment? Parents were Catholic. <laughs> yeah. You know, every, uh, every sperm is sacred. <laughs> but uh, family first lived in Connecticut. I'm reading off of Wikipedia. I'm no historian. He went and lived in uh, California. He went at, studied art at Santa Monica City College. Dropped out in '69 to become a roadie with a rock band. But then 
performance was always like in his heart. Like he was always, you know, trying. To, he, he always knew he could do voices as a young child, entertaining the family and whatever. But before he went into performing, you know, professionally, he had to pay the bill somehow. He was also a, a, apparently a very good graphic artist. He did graphic art so well that he was commissioned by several rock bands to do album covers. Bands like Poco and America. I think that's pronounced America. Right. And as well as the advertising and logo for Crosby, Stills, and Nash. That, but, but not young. Not known. No, that was afterwards. He also did an episode of The Dating Game. He won, but he was stood up by his date. Um, jumping ahead. When you do Ed McMahon... I'm doing Phil Hartman. You're doing Phil Hartman. Everybody's doing, doing right. Phil Hartman. No, and he, your... sound, he sounds nothing like Ed McMahon. <laughs> right. That's the thing about the, the his impersonations. Some of his impersonations were like spot on, but his Bill Clinton was eh. You know, Daryl Hammond did a much better Bill Clinton, right. a much more precise Bill Clinton. But the 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 essence of Bill Clinton was solidified with Phil Hartman's impersonation of him in Saturday Night. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. We, we, we are, we are. Um, but I did. I had in my notes to ask Joe because I, I I pretty much knew the answer, but I was pretty sure that you do Phil Hartman doing Ed McMahon when you do Ed McMahon. You are correct, sir. All right. So so that brings us. To the late 70s, in which he's, uh, I think it, they were members of the Growlings, if yeah. I'm not right, and became friends with one... Uh, John Lovitz. And... I don't know. Oh, no. Paul Rubens. Rubens. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know what's funny? I, uh, when he Before he joined the Growlings, he was an audience member, and he was watching a show one night, and all of a sudden, in the middle of, a, of an improv sketch... He jumps up on stage and starts improvising with them. And they're like, who the hell is this guy who's really fucking good? And so afterwards, he immediately signed up for classes. And, um, you know, he was you know, brought on board to do it uh, for reals. And that's where, yeah, he and Paul Rubens were, you know, working on the Pee Wee Herman character together, you know, writing material for that. But then... I don't know if you how familiar you are with the character that he was developing in the Groundlings, the um, the Chick Hazard character. Do you know what I'm talking I do about? Not. I saw the picture. I'm like, that barely looks like him. He started doing this sort of like hard boiled Sam Spade film noir detective character called Chick Hazard, and he would do lines like, "She had legs so tall, it'd make me want to shinny up them like a native boy looking for coconuts." <laughs> 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 um, and he auditioned with that. It's on his SNL tape. Hello, my name is Philip Hartman, and I'd like to introduce you to some of my characters. Mr. Music, this is my favorite character. His name is Chick Hazard. He's a hard-boiled private investigator. It was midnight when it happened. I was parked in front of Four Fingers of Bourbon at the Swanee Club on La Brea Avenue. Most ex-flyboys were making babies and buying refrigerators. But in the aftermath of my POW experience, I'd rekindled a relationship with two old pals, Jack Daniels and Jim Beam. My life was rapidly going down the porcelain convenience. I could barely afford cigarettes, whiskey, and food. Looked like the food was gonna have to go. I had two things in common with the colored patrons of the Swanee Club. We all love Nat King Cole. And we're all fed up with white people. So he's part of the Groundlings with Paul Rubens. He 
helps write and develop characters for the Pee-wee show, which eventually had been recorded at the Roxy for an HBO special in 1981 that springboarded Pee-wee Herman to stardom. Uh, he was Captain Carl, you know, the grizzled the sailor. Grizzled, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he had the painted on uh, stubble. Stubble. Uh, he was in love with Miss Yvonne. And I didn't, you know, know this as a kid, obviously, but when Pee Wee's Big Adventure came out, you know, he, I knew he had like a small part at the end where as the reporter who was uh, interviewing Francis, the, the fat, rich kid who was always trying to steal Pee Wee's bike when they're at the, the, the drive in theater and they're in the parking lot. But he helped not only, you know, write the, the stage show, he wrote for the movie. You know, I thought it was just, you know, created and developed by Paul Rubens, you know? And eventually that's and how Paul, Paul Rubens, Ru- yeah. Paul Rubens saw it that way too when uh, they sold the show to CBS. Forgot to tell Phil. And apparently several of the cast members. Uh, okay, so that brings us up until SNL. Eight years. But before SNL, what Oh, yeah, yeah. Was he did it, Three Amigos. Yeah. Was small it, part in Three Amigos yeah. and um, what was that? Jumping Jack Flash. Like smaller parts. Uh, but that I think is, you know, that and, you know, probably the audition tape from the Growlings is what got him over to SNL. And, and I think when he came on SNL, it was during those, um, what were considered like the lean years, like it was after it was no Lauren had returned. He had returned. Yeah. There was that weird season, that transition season with, um, uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Anthony Michael Hall. Right. But uh, he played, I want to say, something like 70 different characters. But we're talking early 80s to mid-90s. And to this day, I can't be cutting up onions or peppers. Or or if it's more than a one-ingredient dinner that I'm making, you know, I, I in my head... If I'm cutting something because we don't have the biggest kitchen and I'm kind of moving that and like kind of cleaning up the area to cut the next thing, you do the entire anal retentive chef thing in your head. You can't not. Eugene, the anal retentive chef. <laughs> oh, you remember his first No, name. I'm reading it off of Wikipedia. Oh, okay, okay. I have a thing here that tells me everything. But yeah, but, uh, but that's do a, one do a, of them. Do a little uh, anal retentive chef if you would. Oh, well, so uh, if you're going to cut the onions, you want to cut them in kind of quarters and so... No, this one, this 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 one, because one little piece—it's it's a visual thing. Uh, it's more triangular than cube. <laughs> so I mean, gonna... We're gonna have to. This is all ruined. We're just gonna have to toss this out. But before we toss it out, we're gonna—we're just gonna sweep this into a little Ziploc bag. And um, oh, you know, you can still kind of smell it. Let's wrap that Ziploc bag in some tin foil, and uh, we're gonna fold the corners really neatly, <laughs> and then we're gonna put this inside of a paper bag. And then we, oh, we, you know, when we, and you know what? Let's just staple the. Uh, we'll fold over the the top of the paper bag, staple it, and then place it into the rubbish. Okay, um, we're out of time. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I mean, seriously, I'm gonna say now that we're doing this sideshow, is there anybody you do more impersonations of than Phil Hartman? I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna stop hmm. talking about my favorite Phil Hartman characters. And I'm going to start talking about my favorite Joe doing impressions of Phil Hartman characters. Uh, that anal, Eugene, right. anal retentive chef, that now is on the list. I don't think we've gone two podcasts without you doing Frozen Caveman Lawyer. Unfrozen Caveman Lawyer. Right, correction. Right. I'm just an unfrozen caveman. I don't know anything about law or your customs, but uh, I do know this. My client is not guilty. <laughs> <laughs> um... 
his Reagan, his Sinatra. I mean, because because here's the fuck. That's up right, thing. baby. <laughs> and, and I know that Piscopo's whole career was predicated on doing. He did an album, a whole album. Like, As like a yeah. serious album of Frank Sinatra covers. We're talking about Piscopo, of course. Right, right. But Joe Piscopo also did a comedy album where side one was a stand-up and side two was his bit of doing, you know, Sinatra. But then he went on and did a whole but uh, Phil Hartman's Sinatra is just Yeah. Just the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now th- this dates us. Anybody under forty has no fucking clue who Phil Donahue is. Does anybody under 40 know Phil Donahue? And then all of a sudden... Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, well, you know, who, you know who knows who Phil Donahue is? No, I do not. Oprah Winfrey. Oh, well, yeah. right, yeah. Because Oprah took basically took Phil Donahue's show. They were both like Chicago-based... I think they were both Chicago-based. Both hot? Right, yes, right. 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 Um, but yeah, right, anyway, that's a whole other story. A, a Phil Hartman that you don't do, but maybe you should bring into the repertoire, is his Barbara Bush. He did a Barbara he did, Bush. Oh, all the time. You, you want to see my impression of Barbara Bush? <laughs> um, of course, you've already done your Ed McMahon. So so I'm trying to think. Okay, this so Charlton Heston. His Charlton Heston is, because, again, anybody... Under 40 might not know the great works of Charlton Heston. I am Spartacus, but uh, yeah, he is... Uh, he wasn't in Spartacus. Yes, he was. No, I think I'm thinking of somebody else. That's Tony Curtis. Shut up. <laughs> Have you he ever seen like, him in the same room? Let my people, people go. go. There you go, yeah. You filthy animals! <laughs> Get your you maniacs! Off me, you damn dirty ape! Get your hands off me, you dirty ape! <laughs> he can uh, talk, he can talk, he can talk, he can talk. I can sing! Troy McClure was starring in Stop the Planet of the Apes, I Want to Get Off. <laughs> the Planet of the Apes musical. I hate every ape I see From chimpan A to chimpanzee No, you'll never make a monkey out of me Oh my God, I was wrong. It was Earth all along. You finally made a monkey. Yes, we finally made a monkey. Yes, you finally made a monkey out of me. I love you, Doc. Thank you. Has uh, Lyle Hutch and uh, Lionel, Troy, Hutz. Lionel Hutz and Troy McClure. Oh, I should pull down the Lionel Hutz. I, oh, one second. Keep talking. Um, <laughs> this is this, this is uh, I, 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 an unplanned special where Joe is walking over to one of his wall. Oh, it's in. It's in the box in mint wow. condition. Oh. Holy cow. Nice. All right. See, I would take a picture of you holding this when we post the podcast, but I just don't want somebody breaking into this place trying to get after the gold. You have Just an, don't enable the GPS on the picture. And in the box, I'm going to say not mint condition, but definitely unopened in the box. It's a Lionel Hutz uh, action figure from Playmates when the Simpsons had like all the... Uh, action figure lines come out in the late 90s. This is uh, on card, and uh, it has Lionel Hutz with the uh, business card. 
that he hands to Homer when he first meets him. Lyle Hutt's attorney at law. Take my business card. It turns into a sponge when you put it in water. <laughs> um, it also has the, uh, the smoking chimp uh, figurine that he would try to hawk. Oh, I should probably not have that Bar Association logo on there. <laughs> uh, judge, do I still get paid? So eight years. Um, towards- and of course, Bill Clinton. Like we, we Bill Clinton, don't gloss yeah. over the Bill Clinton. I was watching the uh, the seminal Bill Clinton sketch where he was candidate governor Bill Clinton, and he was touring the local McDonald's um, in Arkansas. I think it was in Arkansas. Uh, and Tom Arnold was the manager and saying, "I like you know, thanks for stopping by and visiting our humble little McDonald's again." <laughs> 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 and but he does that bit where he's. Um, being asked about his, you know, what he thinks about refugees in Somalia and the the, the whole hunger uh, effort that's you know going on there, and he goes, the the situation over there is that you have this food, and he pulls some fries off the tray <laughs> that isn't getting to the people. It's aid. It's not getting to the people, and he points it at the guy, and it's like, but it's being intercepted by warlords, and then he eats the fries, <laughs> and then he does like another example, like like this McRib is aid <laughs> from Britain. Not getting to the people, intercepted by warlord. <laughs> so was he this? How how you're the Simpsonologist? How early in the Simpsons run was he part of it? Oh gee, I, probably ninety two, ninety three. Yeah, like probably yeah. That's that early on. But were there other Simpson characters? Did he do Futurama? No, he never did Futurama. Uh, unfortunately, Futurama started in ninety nine. Ah. Uh. Was, did he make it? Did no, not. No, he did no, not no, make no, it. No, not quite. No, there. but he was a a, a a mainstay. He did uh, Lionel Hutz. He did uh, Troy McClure, and oh, I'm gonna kick myself right in my and, balls and, if and, I don't um, remember his other character. And Hank Aseri ended up doing some of those after, right? No, no, they they just died. Did they, 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 they just um, passed on. They did. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he did Lyle Landley, the monorail guy. Monorail. Yeah. Is there a chance the track could bend? Not on your life, my Hindu friend. The ring came off my pudding can. Take my pen knife, my good man. <laughs> what about us brain dead slobs? You'll be given cushy jobs. Were you sent here by the devil? No, good sir, I'm on the level. That's all I know. That's all you know. Um, yeah, that was the ta- their, uh, their uh, take on the music, man. Yeah. I've got an idea so hot it's... Ah, forget it. You wouldn't like it. It's more of a Shelbyville idea. <laughs> now, wait a minute. We're twice as smart as the people of Shelbyville. You tell us your idea and we'll buy it. And he goes on and does the monorail song. Can, can, can I just sit here and watch you do that for the next 20 minutes? <laughs> Why don't please? you just watch The Simpsons? Like, the real this guy. This is better. This no. is better. Uh, and now, I was a huge news radio guy. But you were not uh, on the uh, news radio bandwagon. No, I mean, I watched bits and pieces of news radio. But it was like... Yeah, I wasn't as hot for the news radio because I, I, you know, me being a kid in the hall disciple, like you know, that was Dave Foley was the first one to break into mainstream U.S. I did go back and watch like an episode. You can find news radio episodes on YouTube if you know where to look. And (laughs) um, the cast, like I forgot, Stephen Root. Yep. Um, Yeah. Maura Tierney. Stephen Root was was the station general manager. Maura Tierney was like the program director. Um, you had Candy Alexander, and you had Joe Rogan, Joe you had Andy Dick. Yep. Um, but then, of course, and then Phil Harpin as uh, Bill McNeil. The real deal with Bill McNeil. He was, 
I, that character is just so great. Perfect Phil Hartman. Perfect Phil Hartman. And then, but the the setup for news radio is like the TV version of what a radio station looks like. It's like this big lofty area with like a couple of the uh, the engineers' room off to the side, and then you had like, play by the Joe op- Rogan, right? Right, and then you had the office to the. Who, well, Vicky Lewis was also like was she like the secretary or gopher kind of kind person? of the gopher, yeah, yeah. And then you had you know Stephen Root's office, who eventually became David Foley's office. How did the dynamic work? Did Stephen Root work for David Foley? No, no Stephen Root was the station oh, no, manager. Steve, 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 Steve or owned it. He owned the radio station, right. and Dave Foley was the, the station general manager. Okay, right, right. So they had separate offices, and he, he would just sort of swoop in. Like, Stephen Root wasn't there. Right, right. Yeah. And, and often just have, like, harebrained crazy. I'm going to run for president. Yeah, that kind of <laughs> right. thing. But then you had the studio, the actual recording studio, like the fishbowl glass. Like, it was weird. Like, that's not how it, is that how it works? No, that's not how it works. But uh, yeah, the real deal with Bill McNeil was that that he was sort of like a light version of Rush Limbaugh, or yeah, I mean, but he was he was the old throwback radio, completely serious. Like, why would you go to any other news store? Like, wanted to be the trusted voice. Took himself. I, I well, mean, he was like the new generation of Les Nesman, but less like not but nerd. Les Nesman, right? <laughs> less Les Nesman. No, but he was definitely. Incredibly serious, like yes. like thought he was the intellect, like the Walter Cronkite. Yeah, yeah, he he would liken himself to 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 those types. Um, and it's it's interesting, and I know the documentary that you watched this week. Did it talk about when uh when he was replaced on News Radio and how that kind of no? But John Lovitz came in to replace him, which was his you know his, his his lifelong friend, and and it was one of those things where Lovitz said no, and basically everybody says this is the best way you can pay tribute to him. You know, it's cash these big checks for doing a network show. No, seriously, they were like he he would want you know sound so cliche, but he wanted he would want this to happen. And so when we talked, it was like a week ago or a couple of weeks ago, we started talking about Phil Hartman, and and it's it, it being stunning. It was twenty years, uh, but then I had thrown out there, um, what, what how much how many roles. Did Will Farrow have that Phil Hartman would have got? You keep saying got? Will Farrow. I'm sorry. Will Farrell. Will Farrell. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, but uh, but you you didn't think he would the 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 crossover was too great. They were too far apart in age. That but I'm just thinking uh, the, the those roles he would have got. Do you think he would have gone on to do other things? Oh, like well, he had been doing other things. Like he was in Jingle All the Way. He he, he kind of like he had that sort of. Dad, like that smart, like he was so smarmy, like he was just the king of smarm. Yeah, yeah, very smarmy guy. He was probably more like the dad. But uh, as far as your question goes, would he have taken the path that Will Ferrell had taken? No, because Will Ferrell, Will Ferrell was younger and just like more absurd. Phil Hardman was like very staid. Like he want, like he, I think he wanted to do that sort of chick hazard. You know, like I think his dream movie would be like that sort of hard-boiled, private eye character that he was developing in the Groundlings. Um, at his prime, he was not Will. He was not the Will Ferrell. When you were saying, you know, and that's another point, you know, which I didn't know, of course, but until I started reading more about this, um, Adam Sandler referred to him as the glue. Like he he was the sane one on the cast. He was also the the you know the actor's actor. Uh, he like I guess Jan Hook had like really bad stage fright and yeah. some stuff like that. Did he he was everybody's you know kind of leaning post and stuff like that. He, you know with the writers with 
uh, everything going down the line. But that's probably the compliment of compliments to have Adam Sandler say, yeah, he he ran the show. He that, kept it all together. That's essentially what Keenan Thompson's role is now on SNL. Like He's the guy, like, you know, if your sketch is failing, like Tina Fey said, it, it's like, we need to throw in Keenan Thompson to save it. Like, that's sort of the thing that probably Phil Hartman was. Um, and he and he and by his roles not being over the top absurd, but uh, just you know he was a utility guy like he, right he delivered the goods and um, and it's hard to play you know it's you know uh, um, he was he was happy being the straight guy right I mean and let's not gloss over one of the less heralded roles of Phil Hartman but probably a very important role was his role as the dad who calls in Matt Foley. Yes. The, <laughs> um, uh, well, actually, Matt, we've encouraged uh, Dave in his writings. Dad, I'd appreciate it if you shut your big yapper. <laughs> right, but unless you have him setting I mean, him up to, to, to uh, Farley's on this side of the pendulum. Yeah, and he's on that side. Yeah, which would made it so gr- it's if, such a great swing. If you want to weep, which I know you do, I know you're a crier. Um, somehow find online the uh, short film for Saturday Night Live where Jan Hooks plays this older woman who goes to like the safe deposit box vault uh, at a bank and um, pulls out some sort of like um, a brooch or something and it brings her back to it's like a necklace that she pulls out of the safe deposit box and then all of a sudden she's transported back in uh, to her younger self where there's like a debonair guy who um, is dressed like a kind of like a, a very like decorated soldier, um, and uh, it's uh, they do this this like this dance sequence, but it's like lip sync to like an old '30s song, and the soldier is Phil Hartman, and you see Phil Hartman and Jan Hooks dancing along, man. It's like oh. And yeah, uh, I, I could uh, I could get emotional on the podcast right get here. Emotional. No, uh, but then uh, yeah, it's it, it's it, they played that when Jan Hooks died on Saturday Night Live, uh, and I wept. I just I, I I I did not know that, sir, that uh, I had that kind of a reaction. So uh, no, <laughs> I will not. Re- <laughs> I, 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 I I will I will be going and watching a <laughs> uh, uh, best of. Uh, Phil Harmon. Uh, no, no, you know, oh. but just like Unfrozen Caveman or Best of oh, like, or, or Frankenstein. For, oh, Jesus. We almost stumbled the uh, uh, podcast. Shut up, shut up. Frankenstein, Tarzan. Oh, who was the third? And Tonto. <laughs> John Lovitz was Tonto. <laughs> Kevin Nealon. And they were just like, and now Tarzan, Tonto, and Frankenstein sing your holiday classics. Ah! Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you even do a better freak. <laughs> Fire bad. <laughs> I don't then, even know how that's not on my list. But then he would. But then he would do the. <laughs> <laughs> like the the whiny, sort of fearful Frankenstein. Uh God, those were great. Um, so he's on. The, he's not on the planet anymore. He's he, he, but taking the dirt nap as you. You say. can do all those great impressions that he does. I For you. can do a great impression of him. <laughs> <laughs> Here's gonna... my impression of Phil Hartman. 
You cold son of a bitch. Too. Well, too, you you're too, cold too soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so. I think that wraps it. I think that wraps it up. Yeah. You know, I, there's a lot of people in the top five, but he really is in the top five for me of Saturday Night Live, like, in, in their day. Not alum of what they did after, but he is great. He's probably, probably my favorite Simpson character outside the, you know, the family, I would think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, then, you know, we have, um, yeah, I, I would say, yeah, you're right. I mean, John Lovitz had also... Some good spots on, on uh, The Simpsons and the but, critics. But which, 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 like I said, as we're recording this, it really dawns on me how much Phil Hartman you do. Like how much Phil Hartman is is not is, well, but I just do involuntarily. Because right, right. Like when we talk about so the... ingrained in like my upbringing. Like he's way more part of my childhood than my parents were. Yeah, you know, <laughs> for the better. Yeah, I think. I think he's you my know. surrogate uncle. Um, uh, oh, and, one of my one of my. One final obscure moment from Saturday Night Live that I remember of Phil Hartman was he plays this sort of like walk in the beat cop, and um, he's walking by like a New York stoop, and Chris Farley's like this sort of like younger, supposed to be like a teenage kid, and he's just sitting on the stoop and he's looking kind of down, and Phil Hartman walks up to him and he goes, "What's wrong, son?" It's like, "Um, officer, I, I just um, I'm feeling kind of down." Well, what's got you down? Well, you know. I, I kind of just got over a breakup with a, my girlfriend. You know what, son? Let me tell you a little thing about abandonment. Sometimes, <laughs> and then he gets into this sort of dark thing. Uh, Chris Farley goes, uh, do you have a, a, a girlfriend, officer? He goes, no, Officer Bob likes to sleep with women and have them just go away. <laughs> <laughs> And it's just like, it's like the least memorable character for most people, the most memorable it sticks character. with you. Yes, yeah. That's it was, my role model. Right. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a kind of a dumb way to end the tribute or, or a retrospective of Phil Hartman. Or we can, you know, play one of the, play one of your favorite clips from it. It's not like he's going to sue us. Right. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Ah, uh, you, you're, you're not a very good person. So, as always, we, we encourage you to uh, tweet at Joe at uh, OptiGrabber. I'm cutting all of this out. I don't want my handle out there ever OptiGrabber again. at Twitter, Carnival, Pos, Pod. Po, Carnival Podcast on the Twitter, and Carnival Personnel with two N's podcast on Instagram, but don't because I never look at that. I don't even know why I signed up. And The Jock 4. And uh, Facebook, Carnival podcast on uh on the book face mm -hmm. suggest other you know, uh, uh, you know honestly if you have not you no no i'm talking to him <laughs> not him no over there yes you uh if you have suggestions for uh for uh sideshows that joe and i can kind of make up and babble as we go and you know point out things that may or may not be facts uh let us know mr hutz why are you burning all of your paperwork Lisa, as of this day forward, Lionel Hutz no longer exists. Uh -huh. Say hello to Miguel Sanchez. <laughs> Great. Uh, thank you to our studio audience, Renetsky, who's still here. Uh, say hello. Oh. Hello. Now say goodbye. Goodbye. Uh, uh, this was great, Joe. Thank you. Thank you. Final last thoughts? Yes. Don't forget. <laughs> they haven't changed a bit, have they? I'm Troy McClure, and I'll leave you with what we all came here to see. 
Hardcore nudity. Right, Osmodiar? Damn straight, Troy, my man. Good, Good night, night America. America.